Blog Talk Radio. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Book Journeys Radio. Uh, it is another week and another opportunity to talk to an author about their journey uh, going from civilian to author. We talk about this transition as a, a time of really becoming something new. Once you're an author, you can never go back. And, um, of course, the expertise and the training that you have is, you know, before you're an author is very important, but there is a pivotal transformational moment. Um, a lot of times I will equate it to becoming a parent, where once you've done that, it changes your perspective, changes how other people see you, how you're treated in the world, and it, it really is a turning point. And obviously, at the center of that change is creativity. So today's guest, Alka Dalal, is a perfect person to help you um, understand how to negotiate that transition. She is a creativity expert and a trainer. Um, if you want to follow along today, you can go to findyourcreativegenius.com. That's www.findyourcreativegenius.com. Com. And her book is called Creative Genius, Tips to Unleash Yours, which I love. So, Alka, thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you for inviting me. This is exciting. We, um, you know, we often get so caught up in what are all the steps to becoming an author that we lose sight of our creative geniuses. So I just want to start with, um, you said in your, your book title is Creative Genius Tips to Unleash Yours. So can you give us one right now? What's one tip um, that we can use to relate, to uh, to unleash our creative geniuses? Oh, absolutely. I can give you one tip and I can give you many. Um, let me give you one tip, which is be a lifelong learner. Uh, when you mm. are a lifelong learner, you can do so much with your own self, your own work, uh, your uh, business life, or whatever you are doing, and be very creative. Learning never ends, and it never should stop. So I love that. I love that. So when you decided to write your book, can you talk to us about your, you know, your educational process between when you had the idea to write the book and when you were holding your book in your hands? What types of learning, what books did you read, what classes did you take, how did you prepare yourself for that journey? Yeah, Uh, well, I have been creative all my life, and I was doing my soul searching, Um, and I have been very active with internet marketing, I've been teaching internet marketing, and I've been hearing all these different seminars by all these gurus, uh, Tom Antion, Craig Deswald, I've gone to many, many seminars, and everyone talked about writing, um, you know, a book and writing about your passion, what you're good at, and what you have done. And while I was soul-searching, I realized that I have been creative all my life in everything that I did, from raising family to social life to changing careers. Uh, And I changed several careers. I went to several colleges. I collected a few degrees, and everything that I did, I used lots of creative solutions. And in fact, I monetized my creativity too. So the idea came about uh, after, you know, 
reading many, many books and uh, hearing a lot of people that I need to put something together for um, all people to share, and they can go about it very easily. They can learn the techniques, even though they don't feel they are creative or creative genius. They can learn simple techniques, and they can do wonders in their own life. So that's so how I... How, oh, sorry. <laughs> so how was, um, how was the process different than maybe you thought? It sounds like you are the type of person that really prepared for the journey, but was there something you wish that you knew before um, before you wrote your book? Um, well, I, uh, I wasn't too sure. I was writing many articles, and mm-hmm. that's how I decided that I can write a book. And, in fact, now I'm writing more books. My second book is also on creative entrepreneurship, coming up soon in six months. Um, and I just put something together I had all I had started writing and instead of writing a big book I said let me first go ahead and give the tips and then elaborate on all those tips. So my first book is about, you know, 85 pages and I have all the tips and I had a great uh, book signing and that's how I uh, published my book. Excellent. Um did you envision your project completed before you started it? Yes, I did. Um, in fact, I worked extremely hard uh, to put everything together um, and publish it. I had a timeline goal uh, set up and everything so that I follow that, and then I wanted to publish the book uh, so that it brings me uh, so much more credibility, and it is a great asset to have, and it is so much easier today to write and publish your own book. Um, You said that it's a great asset to have. Can you explain that a little more? What do you mean by that? Yes. Now, after becoming, um, you know, publishing a book, um, it is a great asset uh, to my own credentials because I've been interviewed by many, many radio uh, shows and many places. I can talk about it. I can teach people it has given me so much more credibility, an extra feather in my cap so that I can um, meet people, I can reach to people whom I never thought I would reach. And it it has really brought miracles in my life. So it has really added to my, you know, cap, all the feathers. So we talked a minute ago, and I said, did you envision your project completed before you started? You talked about your timelines and the way you kind of organize the process of getting your book done. Uh Um, But I'm wondering if you also envisioned, you know, being an author, being able to tell people, oh, what do you do? I'm I'm an author. Was that that a part of what you were envisioning or was it more about the details? Um, I was visioning uh, to become an author, uh, as I had started writing something, um, I had started writing many articles, and then I envisioned myself to be an author. So that was a vision of mine, and uh, it did come true. So what about that vision? Because when you were, what I want to connect this to is when you were just talking about 
kind of some of the outcomes of being an author for you, and you, you even use the term like there, there have been miracles out of becoming an author. And I'm wondering if that's why you did it. Is what's happening in your life because of being an author what you imagined would happen? Um, no, I did not imagine that all these miracles would happen. I'll meet uh, wonderful people. I'll touch their lives. I'll make a difference. I really envision that I will, um, you know, make a difference in people's lives by writing this. But I did not envision a lot of other things like miracles, um, meeting those wonderful, exciting, um, famous people, and also them picking up my book and reading it, actually. So that I did envision. And it just started happening one by one. Interesting. So one of the things I spend a lot of time when I'm working with a new author, um, somebody who wants to write a book but hasn't really crossed the finish line yet, is we work on visualizations. And I'm always looking for kind of some new things that if you went back, knowing now what you know about what's awesome about being an author that you know now, are there things that you might recommend to somebody who's trying to finish a book to sort of visualize and to imagine for themselves as an author? Like, for instance, you talked about meeting famous people or meeting people in your in your industry or people that have made a difference to you. What are some of, you know, those things that other people could imagine that would help motivate them to complete their journey? Yeah. Now, what when I went to seminars, I heard about all this, that it mm. can actually happen to people. And in my first book, since I was new, I had written workbooks uh, uh, prior to that, and um, I did not envision that. But now, after writing my first book, what I experienced, I think to have a vision and to imagine all these things are very, very important. Because now I'm on my second book, and I'm already have envisioning and having imaginary things that this is going to happen or this is going to take place after I publish my second book. And I think it's very important for new authors because that's how they can plan things. That's how they can put those thoughts, positive thoughts, in the universe. And when you put positive thoughts in the universe, it does come back. <clears throat> it does come back. So I would highly recommend new authors that they should do that. They should envision, they should have some imaginary process in their mind. I love that. And your book, um, is it? You, you said that you actually started writing articles, and for some people maybe they're, um, a lot of my clients come to me and they're working on a blog. Did you use the articles you had written as material for the book? Uh, or did fact, you write I new did material? Not because my uh, I had started with teaching internet marketing, and as a part of internet marketing, this uh, book writing came about. And I at that time for this first book, I did not start writing uh, articles in that um, subject. However, after my book, I've started really writing more articles on creative genius, creativity. And uh, that is helping me with my second book. I see. Okay. Um, so where did you get the content for your book? Where did you get the um, 
you know, did you did you write everything new, or had you already developed some of this content for another purpose? No, in fact, I wrote everything new because this was uh, about my life experiences, what I had done, and what had proven, like all my techniques, uh, my information, knowledge, uh, strategies, all that I used helped me uh, became more creative all the time. So that, therefore, I used all the new material um, for my first book. For my second book, so, um, I'm interviewing go ahead. We'll many. Your second book. Yeah, for my second book on entrepreneurship, I'm interviewing many famous folks. Um, I've interviewed them. I'm writing about them. I'm also writing about little bit about my my journey and my entrepreneurship and what people can follow her creative solutions to become a good entrepreneurs. Got it. Um, okay, so with um, with this book, it sounds like, and, and tell me uh, where I'm wrong here, but it sounds like you might have taken your knowledge and created some systems that people could apply in their own lives? Yes. Okay, well, this is something I think is really important in a nonfiction book is to create, take something that you do and to turn it into a system that somebody else can replicate. Was that something you came up with on your own, or how did you figure out how to do that? And maybe you can give us an example, because I think that's something I have heard, you know, many of my coaching clients and people in my classes get kind of stuck on when I tell them to invent a system. They're like, ah, but I don't know. I just do it. I don't know how to – it's not really a system. It's just what I do. So how did you accomplish that? The the system, to develop a system from whatever you are doing, it really doesn't matter what your subject line is. Um, Developing a system is very, very important. Uh, I'll just give you a simple example. Um, uh, While I was raising family a long time ago and um, also working and studying, um, I needed to be very, very organized. Otherwise, I couldn't have done what I did. And therefore, I developed a system. Uh, For example, I needed to do a lot of social networking. And I didn't have money, neither I had um, that much time to do everything. And still, I wanted to do the social networking. Uh, So therefore, I created a system where I could involve my children as well as uh, have potluck parties. Uh, and several of them so that we can meet people, interact with them. We didn't have to spend that much time cooking. We didn't have to worry about children, you know, babysitting. They would be all together and playing with each other. And at the same time, we could be networking along the side by side and didn't have to spend all that time and money. And that Mm -hmm. really, really proved very successful and well. And I can give you examples of many people like um, Bill Gates, Steve Jobs. I mean, Steve Jobs had a simple idea about the Apple. I mean, he took a name Apple. How simple it is. I mean, we, (laughs) you know, talk about it. And now he just created that uh, logo and he gave a name. And that was his creative solution. And if you talk about Bill Gates, he was, you know, he took some ideas from IBM, and originally there were so many things were already invented, but the way he put it together and created Microsoft. 
because mouse was already invented by Xerox. Uh, there were few other things, you know. I mean, IBM had idea on uh, special, you know, codes and everything. And he put things together and came up with creative solutions and created a giant Microsoft. And there are so many examples. So Even when you talk about your social networking example, did you um, did you turn that into a system? Like, did you name that and find a way to to teach other people to do it? How did you know that that um, you know that was something teachable? Yeah. For example, when I was changing careers, uh, what I did was any system that I created to make it more automated. Because if you spend too much time with any subject or anything, then it's going to really take away a lot of your time. So therefore, anything that you're doing, yes, I created a system. I organized everything. I organized um, all the names and numbers and everything, and I also put the menu uh, in a book. I didn't have a computer at that time, and referred to it uh, next time. So I have something in place. I don't have to reinvent the wheel, and I had something in place. And I took from there, I wrote my own notes and used it for the next party and the next party. And that's how we grew and we created a network of people who would help each other with any kind of problem. Like if you are looking for a job, if I uh, give out in the you know my networking system, at least someone would know someone who is looking for a job or someone has a job. So things like that started working for me. Excellent. Did you, when you were writing, did you run any, into any um, periods of writer's block or a lack of creativity or an inability to write? Did anything like that happen for you? Yes, it did happen for me. Uh, there were some days I just couldn't write. It just won't come to me. And it happens to every writer or creative person or artist or anyone. Uh, there are some days where you're totally blank. It doesn't come. And there are some days where all of a sudden you have influx of ideas. So what I do is the day I have all these ideas, or even if I'm walking or uh, driving or something, um, you can just, uh, you know, think of that idea, and when you stop your car, at least just put it on paper or put it on your iPhone or somewhere where you can uh, refer back to it. So ideas can come any time, any minute, any moment. Got it. And um, what I, I guess what I wanted to ask you about that is, when a period like that happens, uh, when you're on a roll and things are flowing and you're having fun writing and then all of a sudden you hit that wall, it's easy to either stop working on your project altogether or, um, or to force yourself to write something and it's not maybe as fun or in your authentic voice and a lot of times I find those those projects end up stopping themselves one way or another, too. So how yeah. did you stay positive through a, a period like that? Yeah, through the period like that, what I did for myself, because I had a timeline that I needed to follow, what I did was I started reading. I grabbed a new book and I, you know, um, just read it. Because mm -hmm. sometimes when you have a block, 
you need to get out of that uh, frame of mind and do something creative so that immediately your creative juices start flowing. So if you I love that. that. That's a great tip. I think people will stay in that uncreative kind of dark space for a little bit too long and reading reading something else, even something unrelated, um, exactly. can really help shake that up. Exactly. Okay, so let's turn our attention now and let's talk about your publishing process. You got through writing your book. You Did you work with an editor on um, yes. on editing yes. it or did you write it on yes. yourself? How, how did you find your editor? It. Yeah, I found a college professor who had a Ph.D., um, and I worked with him, and he was very kind, and uh, he, um, you know, helped me, you know, edit my book, and he did. Terrific. And then you knew up front that you wanted to self-publish, correct? Yes. I knew up front because I needed something to publish as soon as I could when I finished it, like after editing process. Because you really wanted your book quickly, which is a great reason to self-publish. And why don't you tell people uh, a little bit about the self-publishing process for you? Who did you, you know, who did you work with and would you recommend? Yeah. Uh, well, I found at that time, uh, I found createspace.com. Uh, they are an uh, Amazon company. So uh, I found them through a friend. He recommended me that uh, I should check it out. Then I went and I checked them out. I saw how the process is, and it was pretty simple process to follow. If you're a first-timer, it may take you some time, but they have a great help on phone as well as email, and I could ask them all the questions that I needed to ask them because there are so many different things that are happening, uh, and you need to know the process that they have, and I just learned that quickly. Um, and I followed that, and uh, it was a lot easier once you understand their process. Um, mm -hmm. And it was a lot cheaper uh, also compared to traditional uh, publishing and uh, doing it. Traditional publishing takes at least two years. Um, you have to talk to publisher, and sometimes um, it works, sometimes it doesn't work. Whereas self-publishing, um, it works. Uh, however, you know, selling of the books are different. Uh, depends on how hard you work at also selling of your book and marketing of your book. So yes, that is true, and um, that's actually a great um, transition to my last question. I always uh, like to end my interviews um, on a positive note, and if you can share with us, I, I like to think of this as um, as your before and after. Story. If you think about like those, you know, makeover pictures before the makeover and after the picture, can you share with us what is the biggest difference in your life before you were an author and after you became an author? How is your life different, and what's something that you have accomplished now, or received, or been able to do that you couldn't do without your book? Okay. Now, the first thing I want to tell you that um, my book is my new business card. Um, and that is a very, very strong statement that I'm making, and it has really affected me tremendously. Um, before my book, you know, when, when I started telling people that I'm coming up with a book, people 
really look up to you, and there is a different kind of respect that you gain from people. Uh, now, once I completed the book, um, I asked, you know, I had a book signing and a very, uh, a very successful book signing in Venice, California. And I wrote to all my friends, and I invited them. And luckily, I got so many people to attend that at the bookstore, they said you were the most successful in that year for the book signing. Wow. That's and amazing. Yes, it was amazing. I just couldn't believe it. And it was such a great event. And that uh, also uh, all my friends, you know, they bought, not only bought the book, they started reading it, and I found so many other people from them that started reading and uh, using my book. So it was my new business card after writing the book. Then also it, I carried my book everywhere. It's in my pocketbook and my car all the time. And anytime I meet new people or if I'm talking to someone, uh, it has affected so many people ranging from age 30 to 90. And in fact, tomorrow I'm giving a personal coaching uh, to an 85-year-old who is trying to finish her books from her blogs. Excellent. I love that. Well, Alka Dalal, Alka's website is findyourcreativegenius.com. You can sign up on her website to get some of her creative genius tips and check out her book. Um, Alka, thank you so much for being here. Oh, my uh, pleasure. And next week, I'm very excited that we are talking to Dan Stradford. Dan is an author and a businessman. His book is called The Men's Code of Honor. So we're going to mix it up a little with a different topic last uh, next week. Um, in our last few minutes, I just wanted to share with everybody, I am uh, right now, this is the first time I have broadcasted live from another city. So I am in Santa Clara, California which is um, just outside of San Francisco, and I'm here at Brendan Burchard's Experts Academy. And if you uh, are an author checking out Brendan Burchard's videos, he has lots of free trainings online. Um, I am here at his live event, and um, it's really focused on how authors can claim their roles as experts, um, develop related products and services, a little bit like Alka um, mentioned in her interview. And more important than that, and really um, why I'm here and, and why I, I do like a lot of the stuff that Brendan makes available is Brendan is very focused on using his life to make a difference in the world. And he tells a story about a car accident that he had where he feels um, like he was sort of given this mission to help other people um, change lives and, and to change lives that way. Um, his, uh, one of his taglines is, it's time to share your voice with the world. And that's definitely how I feel about the authors I work with. Um, but one thing really... Um, Angela, one thing really I have read me. his book. Oh, it's a wonderful book, isn't it? Yes, he, he's got... I think wonderful you're probably talking yes. about The Charge or The Millionaire Messenger. Yes, 
the first one and the second one too. Yes, I have yeah. the second one too, and I have read it. I would it. definitely recommend his books. And this quote, um, I just heard this quote this morning. I, I ducked out of the uh, morning session to come do this interview, but I wanted to share uh, this quote with you guys because when you're in the process of writing your book and it can seem daunting and it can seem like I started it but I'm not going to finish it and um, I'm just going to file that because I'm too busy right now or uh, other things come into your life I don't know you get a new job you move you meet a guy what all those things that happen um, they, they happen to all of us and and the authors we interview on the show have found a way to cross that finish line they found a way to get through that stuff and I found this quote from Brendan this morning really inspiring he said Only two things change your life. Either something new comes into your life or something new comes out of you. And with your book, you will not only change other lives, which invariably, and you can hear Aka's amazing story about, you know, coaching an 85-year-old about how to get their book done. I love that story. You will change people's lives with your book but you will change your own life. You will transform into an author, and um, almost everything about your life will be at least a little bit different. Yes. And please say hello to Brendan. I will pass on your hello to Brendan. I am going to get back to the party because it is rocking and rolling in the conference room. I definitely could not broadcast live from that room. It is very loud. I'm excited to talk to uh, Dan Stratford next week, and I hope you will all be with us. So thanks for being on Book Journeys Radio. Thank you. Bye. Bye.